Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, you know, for almost a year now, uh, I, um, anywhere I move to, or in the house I live, I made it an habit of, of keeping scriptures. I write scriptures on the paper or a sticky note and I paste them around my room or words from the scriptures or words from the Holy Spirit that declares my identity, that declares um, where I'm going to, that declares my heart cry and I put them around my room. I put them around my room, uh, paste them on the walls, front of me, every place I littered. I, I literally litter my rope with scriptures, quotes that, that, that shows either my desire with God, shows my work with God, that motivates me. Scriptures especially, but they are all scriptural. The reason I'm saying this is this, that because one of the scriptures that has been just in, on the wall close to where I study is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 that says keep thy heart because i want when i wake up every morning this thing ministers to me you know the bible says write the vision make it plain that those that see that means there is a need at one point in your life that you need to write certain things down because you tend to forget there are many things your mind processes every day you don't you, you don't you can't imagine how many thousands of informations that your mind process every day so you will you and, and we go about living our daily lives you know we have families to take care of your work your school your 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 body everything you have everything to take care of so you can tend to for, forget in john joshua chapter 1 verse 8 the bible says that this book of the law should not depart from your mouth you shall meditate so he said for mouth meditate keep speaking it until it registers in your mind you shall meditate on it day and night and you shall observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then your way shall be prosperous. So it's not only in the ability to know where the scripture is located when you discover it at first, but it's your it's the ability for you to consistently, continually meditate and exercise that scripture upon your life. So it's in the consistency of that scripture that the, the power behind the scripture is manifested in your life. So it's not just doing an act, as I usually tell a lot of people, it's not just praying for one, you, 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 you just prayed once in a while, or you just prayed once, or you just studied once, or you just do one, engage one spiritual exercise once. No, the power is in the consistency of it, because in the consistency of it, you begin to unravel, unwrap, unwrap, unwrap the blessedness that is embedded in that exercise you are doing. So when we we should learn to always keep these things close to our heart that's why in proverbs it says write this thing on the table of your heart bind it around your neck let it be an ornament it's like a perfume that goes with you so this thing should not just come once in a while no it's something that you intentionally and looking how the human behavior is you can tend to forget things easily that's why you have to bind them do you know where you bind something it's like you tie you don't tie something mistaken. You you intentionally tie it around yourself. You know one of the scriptures here that also in the front of me is Psalm nine Psalm one hundred and nineteen verse one thirty. It says, "The entrance of thy words give light and it gives understanding unto the simple." So these these are the things that rules a man that rules my life. Those are just two. So let's center on what we are doing on this morning. 
one of the scripture is that we are especially we are doing this season is proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 which is the matters of the heart it says keep thy heart keep it so the responsibility was not given to god the responsibility was given to you it says keep thy heart with all diligence with all diligence it didn't say with it didn't just say with diligence with all diligence you can have that means employ every means employ every instrumentality employ every method under god that is scriptural in order for you to keep your heart employ every avenues that you can employ to keep your heart keep it because why your heart he didn't even say keep my heart god didn't say keep my heart you know god has a heart also he didn't say keep my heart he said keep thy heart your own keep it that means your heart is your possession and when he said all diligence is referring to that one amongst all the prices possession you have one of it that will require you using everything within the means you can is your heart do you get what i'm saying first your heart is your possession and two you have no first you have been given the responsibility to keep something which is your heart and when he says thy heart means your heart your heart is your possession not god whatever happens within your heart whatever enterprise that goes on in your heart whatever business that is being dealt in your heart is your responsibility is your possession is your business so you have given the responsibility to keep it the heart is your possession now it now says with all diligence with all avenues with all method under god keep your heart with all diligence why for out of it are the issues of life out of it it didn't say out of it is life out of it are the issues of life out of it proceeds the happenings of life out of it will determine the quality of your life out of it will determine how your life will 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 navigate out of it will determine whether your life will be fruitful or not out of it will determine whether you will be 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 be, be we, 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 whether you will be satisfied as you in, in, in your life or not out of it are the issues of life that means you can determine the result of your life you can determine the picture of your life you can determine how your life will turn out to be you can determine it is in your is in your power to determine how your life will be that this heart of yours has the power to is where the see see your life is programmed in your heart how you've cooked how you've you've seen you've drafted your life to be starts from your heart or is going is your, your your heart is where you draft your life your heart is where you sketch it so keep it with all diligence out of it are the issues of your have you heard i think a scripture that says as a man thinketh in his heart not so it shall be so is he so at every present state you are not just what you see you are what you think 
you are what your heart ponders on. Your life is a reflection of what your heart is. What rules your heart rules your life. The devil doesn't have to go after the happenings of your life. It's too many. You do so many things. He doesn't have to fight everything. He just has to corrupt the source, the center of gravity of everything of your life. The thing that holds everything together is your heart. He just goes after that and every aspect of your life is under his control. So he allows you think in a way. He allows you process things in a way. He gives you a frame. He gives you it gives you a kind of eyes and you will now see everything of your life through that eyes if god is to change your life first he has to change something in your heart or he has to change entirely your heart you are not free if your life if your if if your if what you if your 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 heart is under bondage and when I mean your heart, I mean your subconscious. The deepest, see, it's not just your mind, it's the deepest part of your mind. Your heart is the spirit of your mind. Your heart is the spirit of your mind. Is that place where men are born. Men that do great things. Or men that don't do anything at all it was as a result of the making of their heart what kind of heart they had as a man thinketh in his heart so easy if the devil is to keep you under a bondage he binds you not in your hands he binds not in your eyes he binds you in your heart because through the lens of your heart you see everything through the lens of your heart, you understand things. So you can take a skill, you can take a, a, a you can take a survey within our vicinity, within our generation, within our country, wherever you want to use for your survey, and you can see what kind of heart our generation possesses by the kind of result you see in their life. If our heart is corrupted, we will unwillingly do the biddings of Satan. One of the blessings, one of the things God said He will do is that He said, I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit within you. Why? Because my spirit will help your heart to walk in the right path. Because if you just have a new heart, you can be easily thrown into the web of deception, into the web of manipulation, into the web of seduction by Satan, his lies and all his, his endeavors. So you will need a work with the Holy Spirit in order for your heart to be, to be, to be purged or to be reborn, in order for your heart to come out genuine. To come out refined, purified. Purify my heart, O God. 
What has gone wrong in my heart? What is the true substance? What is the true fabric? What is the true fabric of my heart? What is the true... What, what is my heart made of? Ah! Scripture gave a verdict of the heart of man. It says, For the heart of man is evil and deceptive. He says, utterly deceptive, utterly evil. And scripture now asks the question, who shall know it? That means, even it is not given to you, your heart can be so hideous, can be so hidden, that it will take the microscopic power of God to be able to fish out hidden things that are in your heart, that even is not open to you. Oh, one of the classic examples we usually use is David. That is a David, a, a, a very innocent, gentle years, gentle boy, teenage age, that was in the in, 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 in the bush, taking care of his father's sheep, singing and fellowshipping with God. He, he, he was so addicted to God that he could face a giant that 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 insulted the name of God, insulted God's people. He did all that, longed for God. He, he, he loved singing worship and all that. But how 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 come David never knew that his heart could take on another man's wife and killed the man, get married to her and all that? That's why one of David's great, greatest prayer was, Lord, search my heart, try my ways to see if there be any wicked ways in me. And if you find... In your mercy, don't cast me away, but lead me to the path everlasting. What is the true nature of your heart? See, you don't really know the cap what you, what you are capable of doing, doing until you are really tried. And there are certain things that we have been tried on several and several times again, and we fail woefully. Why? Because our heart is not truly made from God's fabric. Until God sits in Malachi. Yeah, it says, I will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. I will sit to do what? To purge your heart. To refine it. Until he refines it according to his own standard. You don't judge your heart based on your own standard. I don't steal. I don't lie. I don't do this. That is your own standard. But what of God's standard? If it's, if it's to bring his scale and put your heart away the balance of it, you will see that, in fact, I will be the first person to fail. Lord, my heart, my heart is highly deceptive. Save me from myself. Your heart is you. You are who. That's why it says, as a man thinks, who is it? You are. You are what your heart is. If I should use that word, you are what you ponder in your heart. So, if it is not God that has that has taken over the affairs of your heart, if it is not God that has captured your heart, haya. If it is not God that has captured your heart, Ah, let me say something of myself. 
in my journey with God, as I begin to walk with God and all that, I've had, I've had ups and downs. Many experiences I've had in life, many things I've encountered that has happened to me, happened to people around me, that happened in, to the world and it begins to alter my way of thinking, it begins to alter my way of processing things, it begins to alter the way I see things. Certain things begin to dawn on me. I don't think like the normal people in my generation, no. If I should speak with somebody, if I should just lend voice to the things that run in my heart, 90% of the people in those of my generation of my of my generation will not be able to understand. They can't comprehend whether it's the same air I'm breathing, they are breathing because I speak of things that only the wisdom of God can give expression to, can give answers to, sorry. Certain things, like I said, begins, began to happen to me and I began to see life <laughs> from a different lens. Many people see life as an opportunity to come and achieve many things. Many people see life as a window to fulfill all manner of desires. For me, I don't care about that. My greatest fear, my greatest fear is not dying. <laughs> My greatest fear is not dying. My greatest fear is when I stand because I, I, I began to believe there's there's not really like death. Yes, we have a spirit where death takes death is like the vehicle that takes people from this realm to another realm. But as we begin to grow in the in the things of the spirit, you understand that we believers we are supposed to even trans 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 transcend to the other realm. We sleep. Life continues. Life, life. When we say life, it's just like uh, we have life in time and life in eternity. So you really don't die. You really just transit from this realm to another realm. But that's not the case. My, like I said, my my greatest fear is not even death. In, in quote, my greatest fear is when I die, or when I look at people that have gone to be with the Lord. When I hear of them, I don't even think of oh their life on earth. Oh, what did they achieve? Oh, what did they do? Far from that. I don't even process that in my mind. What I began to process is, where are they now? But eventually they are standing before the Father. I'm, I'm trying to think of what is going through their mind now as, they are, as they've transcended from their body. I began to think that all of them now are beginning to reason that this life was just like a drop of water. This life was totally meaningless if you have given everything to achieve and only things based on this earth everything you achieve on earth that are tangible they are corrupted meaning what i mean is a house can decay your car can decay your certificate paper can decay i began to think that they they they, they are on a journey now to come before the father and when they come before god with this stand to say, Lord, I've completed the will that you that you demanded me or that you've you've expected me to fulfill. Did they really fulfill the will of God for their life? Will God be pleased and said, Welcome, you did my will. 
like I said, my greatest fear is standing before God. And I saw how much opportunity he gave me and I was not able to do his will. There's something I want more than life itself is that I do the will of God. But I've also found that the greatest hindrance to that kind of desire is myself. You are the hindrance. Most times you are the hindrance to doing the will of God. You, you are the hindrance yourself to doing the will of God. What God desires from us most times. You don't know that life in its entirety is not given to you. You don't have the power over life. You have been given a privilege to, to exercise certain level of dominion and authority in time. But life itself is beyond time. Every one of us has eternity. The only question we should have is going to live for eternity, I mean. But the question is where will you spend your eternity? I'm not trying to now preach the message of salvation even from hell. If that's me minister to you, God bless you. But why what I'm trying to say is why 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 kill why 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 kill ourselves or why why waste this precious little it's just a portion in billions and zillion years of dispensations. We're talking of eight this thing, this thing is timeless and God has given you just 1,000 or 100 years, for example, to live on earth. What I'm saying, the dispensations of God is there is no time when it comes to God. But God now, be, he stepped down a little to be able to apportion 100 years for you to come and just fulfill his will on earth, then come back home. So what I'm saying is, your desire, your longing, your longing, your longing, your cravings, your desire daily should be that Lord, this is your will I'm after. This is your desires I'm after. Not my will, not what I want, not what I desire, but your will, oh God. Look at Solomon in the in the mighty how mighty he was in wealth, in influence, in power. And he said at the end of his days that this is the whole duty of man. This is the whole reason you were created. That you should fear God and obey his commandments. That is, that is everything. That is everything. That is everything. Fearing God and obey his commandments. Walking with him. That I want it in the chron in in the book of the Chronicles of Time. In that book that archives all they have all the all the works of men, that it was said that Maya was able to to walk with God in time. In his days, he was able to because he will not come back with this body again. When you are gone, you are gone. You you don't have another chance to become this person, come in your mother's no head. Earth, earth does not replay two times. 
after this, the Bible says, after death is judgment. He's appointed the man to die once. He's, he's gone. He's gone. You don't have another one. Oh God. The Bible says, teach me to number my days. That I will apply my heart unto wisdom. I will, I will, I will, I will sow my time. My time. I will sow my time to the the only to only the things that matters and no matter how a thing is glorious if if it is not the will of god for you at that time or for you at all you've just wasted time you've just wasted your wasted life you know time is life life is time lord if it's not your will please 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 take me out by your mercy and grace, if it's not your way for our lives, here we are. Please, by your divine help, help us, help us, take us out. Position each and everyone listening to me right now at the place of your will. Help us. We are the biggest hindrance to the work to working with God. Because I like the way I want to end is I, I began to find one of the things I begin to find out in my work in life and with God. Is that the biggest entrance to God's workings in my life? It's not is it's not one demon. Satan comes to use our own lust and desires to establish his stronghold. Do you understand? I began to find out that the things I'm battling to stop, it's not like a Satan came to impose it on me. The things I'm battling to conquer. It's not, what, it's not something Satan came to impose on me. It's something that I really I desired. I desired it myself. It was my desire Satan used and corrupted. So so if if I have if you have to be redeemed, to be refined, to be purified, you have to hand over that desire back to him. You have to say, Jesus, come and take over this desire. Come and make it your own. So he controls it now. And desires comes from the depths, it comes from our hearts. This heart thing is a very vast thing. It's a very vast thing. Vast. It's very wide. Very wide and very deep. Or it may not be that wide, but it's very deep. It's very deep. Can we say, Lord, walk upon my heart? I'm tired of living life as I choose, as I please. I'm tired of this life. Is it was not it was not it's not my. It, wait, see, do you know that the greatest the greatest danger man has done to himself is to think that this life is his own. Let me repeat or let me rephrase. The greatest danger man did to himself was to think that he he has the to, was to claim the authority of life of his own life was to claim the authority over his own life. He would have allowed God be the authority of his life. Because you only have dominion when you come under authority of an higher or a superior power. The man Centurion said, I am a man of authority because I'm a man under authority. That's how our life should be, that we have dominion over life 
because we came under the authority we came in total submission to the power and lordship of jesus jesus christ jesus christ jesus help us help us help us thank you for Thank you, Father. Walk upon our hearts, Lord. That the things that are the things that yearns from our hearts are not are not corrupted desires. Do you know God has put his life? You know, we talk of eternal life, new birth, new realities in Christ. Imagine many believers, many of us, we have the new realities in Christ or we have the new life of God or the God life in us, but we are still living life on our own terms. So why did God even give us the life in the first place? That life, do you, there's no time. Maybe I'm not, maybe we'll, do it before. we'll find another time to, to, I would have to talk, but God, walk upon my heart. Walk upon my heart. Am I after my desires or after your will? Because at the, at the end, at the we, see, we are looking at we are always looking at the present. What should satisfy us at the present? But are we looking at at the end? Jesus said, even when they will come before him, they will say, Lord, but we cast out demons in your name. We did this in your name, we did that in your name. But God with Jesus will say, Depart from you, workers of iniquity. What? You cast out demons in my name. But Jesus did not even recognize the works they did. Jesus Christ. Ah, Lord, please, please my heart. Please my heart. Please my heart. Please my heart. I think it was in Second Chronicles, if I'm not mistaken. He was talking about a king. The Bible says of the king, it says the king did what was right before God, but with an imperfect heart. You did what was right. Father, we give you praise. Walk upon our hearts. Walk upon our hearts, Lord. Help us, help us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you all. Your day is blessed. Your evening is blessed. Your afternoon is blessed. Wherever you are, I pray that God will continue to walk upon our hearts. That as we journey in life and in destiny, our hearts will begin to give expressions to the nature and the will of God more than it gives to ourselves. Until everything about us is everything of Him. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.